This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show, where everything is an experiment. Hi, everyone. So welcome to our Happy New Year podcast, January 2nd. It's just me. Today, we are doing a sort of looking forward it's funny, as practical as I am, I, I know you can relate to this. I, f- I feel like I'm a big dreamer. Like I feel that I always, um, I like feel hopeful that I know there's so many adventures or things laying uh, before me. And I think I use that just to motivate me to get going. So I'll just dive into the questions. So for New Year's, the question was, you know, kind of like, am I doing new habits or, or what have you? I am definitely going to be adding a, a consistent mobility practice because I, I've had a torn labrum. It's actually been pretty sore these last few weeks and um, I just can't get around it anymore. So I would encourage people, and you hear it all the time on this podcast, that you know, time under tension, especially for women, we've got to be lifting the weights and, you know, you want to have a decent amount of sort of, you know, cardio or some kind of, you know, for your heart. But the other part of this is being mobile and being able to be flexible and, and uh, keep that range of motion, which I, I've never really been particularly good at. So this is something that I um, committed. I've already started. I've started just a small practice. It's just 10 minutes every day. And, and doing that and doing things for my, especially my hips and my quads, because I get crushed there all the time. Somebody asked me how I live differently in Hawaii than in California. I know it sounds like kind of an asshole question, like, what do you like more, massage or the sauna? No, the truth of the matter is, I'll, I'll tell you, besides being surrounded by nature in Hawaii, which is so beautiful and so overwhelming and nurturing in a different way and sort of humbling so that uh, for me, I, I usually feel kind of extra perspective by being in that nature. I just drive a lot less. California, you are putting some time in the car. And so what that means is like, you're just I just feel like I'm way less productive. Like I can have a fuller day, not at, you know, in the car as much and more creative. In certain ways, it's easier to find food, like avocados, papayas, things that grow here. In other ways, unless you have access to somebody who you know has chickens and things like that, it's hard to find really high quality animal protein unless you're doing it yourself. So that's the other thing that's so important. And it's interesting living in Hawaii when you're working a lot and you realize, I think people think you go to the beach every day. I think Laird is in the ocean all of the time, but there there can be days and days and days that go by and I'm like, you might want to go to the beach. So um, I get I can get caught up in my myself. So that's something I'm always working on. But really, that's just the biggest difference. Being in nature, being really grounded, not reacting to things. And then and then kind of some of the superficial things like my car is not as clean. And I I mean, I already kind of walk around 
uh, unless I've got some work. I'm not really a dress up or fancy person, clearly. And so I, I generally, that's even sort of less of a priority here. People are really, you know, Laird always says in Hawaii, they're, they're interested in how you are, not who you are. So uh, I think that that's so true. And one of the questions someone asked me was, how has my mind changed about fashion or how I dress because I'm getting older or whatever? And I thought that was so funny. But because of my size at being 6'3", and literally even when I was in fashion, nothing fits. My attitude about fashion has not changed at all uh, since the time I was, you know, 20, 25. I literally am, it's sort of like what fits, what feels like a uniform, what doesn't draw too much attention to me. Um, I will tell you, if you have long legs and all of these jeans are certainly more expensive, uh, mid-heaven denim, frame denim, they seem to have some of the longest jeans that I've come across. And so, um, you know, and shoes, forget it. I'm a size 12. It's a joke. So when someone asks me how I feel about fashion, it's kind of like I don't because I can't because it just doesn't fit. So I moved on. But it was my line, I think, in my 30s, um, a, a fit body and a smile was sort of the best accessory one could have. And that was just also me not, I just can't deal with it. So you know, I think we all have that in our life. Like something doesn't, we don't fit into the way it is. And so rather than banging my head against the wall, I just, I let it go, quite frankly. But it's a simpler life in Hawaii for sure. I mean, Los Angeles, and that's what I love about it. You know, there's, there's so much going on. There's, there's sort of like so many people, so many dynamics, you know, some of the best people I've ever met, I met in LA, but it's a much tougher culture and uh, a much faster pace and sort of what's so important is some sometimes can feel a little silly and and you know and people are all um you know everyone i i always say we're nobody and we're all important and so everyone can be uh, there can be some self-importance there um, going on and and it's sort of been magnified and interesting with social media because you now have instead of people who have like a public job so an actor or an actress or an entertainer or a singer or even an athlete you have now this whole other industry and I find it fascinating because I sort of been around to watch, observe some of these curves is that um, you have groups that in their little bubbles, they're well-known and then they they sort of mingle in the world. And they, I think they either think people know who they are or should assume. And um, it's not the case. It's that part is so fascinating to me about social media where you now have a lot more people walking around thinking people either know who they are or that they should know who they are or that it's so important. And it's just a great reminder that, um, it's kind of just your job. It doesn't really matter. And it would be really great to assume that probably no, no one knows who you are. And that's great. Like, that's okay too. I, I recently heard like probably all of you that Roger Federer story about how he happened to be in England getting some injury checked out. Anyway, he thought, oh, I'm going to go to Wimbledon and like have tea or something. And um, the lady wouldn't let him in because he didn't have his card. And he's like, because he'd never gone in through that entranceway. And uh, he said, it was so fascinating. He said, you know, I don't normally do this, but he was said to her like, uh, you know, but I've won the tournament eight times. And she's like, okay, but do you have your card? <laughs> and that, I just think that that seems like a really beautiful way uh, to go through life. But back to social media, 
my producers actually asked me how I felt about social media and my relationship with it and, you know, my thoughts about the feelings, you know, kind of the future. The truth is, I don't know. You know, you wonder if this is just like a phase of us being acclimated into combining with our technology. You know, everyone talks about like this transhumanism and sort of all this stuff. And so I'm wondering if in 20 years, we'll look back and think how silly we were doing it this way. But I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. And I do have, you know, teenagers, one who's not on at all and one who is on all the time. And I'd love to pretend that I've got some magic bullet about how, you know, we've managed to balance it, but that's a total lie. We haven't. And it's one of the things her and I get um, kind of go head to head with on a lot because I get, I have concern that it's going to impact her development, her ability to concentrate, her ability to connect with people. But I'm sure through history, parents have been concerned about always about something. So my relationship is I try my best to kind of keep it isolated to time frames. I let it bleed over at times. I'll see if I have a minute or I'm just there. I'll start doing that mindless wandering through social media. And then I catch myself and go, you've got to be joking me. And, and then I get off of it. I have to use it. Uh, well, no, I choose to use it for work. And uh, for a long time, I was doing my social media, layered social media, because he's way too smart. He's not on social media, literally at all. I don't think he would know how to get on. He doesn't know how to get into his accounts. And um, that's, you know, by design by him. And so I'm starting even more. And this goes into my 2023, where it's like, hey, I'm going to check it in the morning. I'll check it in the afternoon uh, if there's anything that needs to get dealt with. And then one time sort of long before dinner. So it's not bleeding into that time. And then I'm, I'm going to put it away. And my ultimate goal would be to delegate it all. But the interesting thing about it is that there's moments where you actually do really connect with people. So it's a kind of this weird thing, but most times you don't. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not a big debater. So I just use it, you know, for, for work. And am I hopeful? I think so. And you're seeing kids, you know, that are rebelling by having flip phones or not being on social media. So I just think we're, it's a novelty and it's a weird thing and nobody really knows the rules or how to manage it. And I, I, I hope that we will get there, but I too have been, but you know, bitten by it being a real time leak. I admit that freely and wholly. And, um, the other interesting thing is, you know, it's like we trade off our time and data for a few hits of dopamine uh, and also for an exchange of sort of like misery, depression, and anxiety. And I do wonder why we so willingly shuttle towards that, uh, myself included. So one thing uh, Andrew Huberman talks about is getting natural light first thing. I would say if I could make one suggestion is that before you look at your telephone, you know, definitely look at some sunlight. And uh, Rick Rubin, in fact, was the one who taught me years ago, he will not look at his phone until after he does something, some form of exercise, even if it's like take a walk. So this is something I also will be incorporated in 2023 that I'll be diligent about not turning my phone on until after I do eat one of those things, because I think it just sets you in that trajectory Huberman will talk about your ability to make melatonin and help you sleep at the end of the day, but just forget just the emotional trajectory, um, kind of set you on course for the right, just for the right kind of day, right kind of morning. Yeah, but social media, I mean, that is a tricky one. It's, uh, and I don't know where it's going. I, I really, I don't. And I use it as a tool. If I was um, 
you know, completely out of work or um, other, I, I wouldn't be on it. In fact, I was watching the Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablemans, the other evening, and they were all sitting by a campfire and singing and doing all the stuff. And I thought, and of course, I've been around for that, but it was that reminder of like, when, when we didn't have our devices, which are just so appealing, there's just so much on there, that uh, not only did we connect more, but there's sort of that creativity that went along with how we connected and that we were more, that we sort of played games and we sang and we did do kind of things that maybe now we look at as more silly or something, which I don't think they are. That really, that really stood out to me. Um, beautiful movie, by the way. I thought that was, well, who doesn't like Steven Spielberg, but just a, a well-told story. Someone asked me about aging. By the time you listen to this, if you listen to it when it comes out, my birthday is that Friday. So I, January 6th, will be 53. And when I was 20, I probably felt 35. And when I was 30, I probably felt 35. And and I think now I, I still about, I still feel 35. And what do I mean by that? Just in my attitude, I feel interested in life. I feel excited about my partnership with my, with Laird, you know, I, I'm interested in him. I, I really, I like him. I don't, I don't feel like humdrum. doesn't mean that we don't sometimes think, you know, especially during COVID, it was like, oh, you again. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but it's just kind of trying to keep peeling away just that filter that comes with experience and, and sort of the, the bummer that is repetitive parts of life, like going to grocery stores and cooking dinners and cleaning up after people. Fluffing pillows has been my new thing. You can ask my family. They're probably so sick of me, including, you know, some of you may know, we have like almost like an adopted son, even though he had a great family and a big wave surfer, Luca uh, Padua. He's from Mavericks. He's an incredible person. And he's been with us in training and working with XPT and riding waves with Laird and just they've been riding waves together, I should say. And then what, one of my daughters has a boyfriend and, and I was talking to them about like, I want someone else to fluff the pillows. Like I'm over it. Like I walk into the living room. I'm the one who sits on the couch the least. And it's once or twice a day, you know, it's like you're fluffing pillows. And why are you fluffing pillows? Probably because it's like why you make a bed when you sit down or go into your bed after it's made or sit on a couch that's been fluffed. It's pretty nice. So, um, I have been talking about that, but those are the kinds of things that can kind of steal your, your zippiness because you've talked about that kind of crap so many times that, um, you've annoyed everybody and yourself. So I think, um, I'm trying to either delegate that more and, and express myself to people that I'm like, Hey, can you guys fluff the pillow or do it? Um, I do a pretty good job of all of these every day, the art of that every day, but I'm just really wanting to make sure that I don't allow it to steal the wonderment that is life and the curiosity and seeing things anew each time. And, and, so, and sometimes I'm not great at it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, okay. Another, that's pretty sunset, you know, instead of like, no, take a second and really look at the color. And Laird is very good at that. And he reminds me, but I sort of get this incredible satisfaction from feeling like, like not only is dinner ready, but the kitchen's clean too, versus dinner's ready, 
I looked and observed the beautiful colors of the sunset, and now I'm going to go in and kind of button up the kitchen. So that's that's something I will be working on in 2023, but some aging. So keeping that that curiosity, that wonder alive, and keeping the avatar healthy enough to house the spirit so that you feel good. And what has shown up, and I mentioned this, we've done this, uh, this podcast comes out the same day that we're doing a five-day experiment where we took sort of the best or some of the best information, it'd be impossible to get everything, from this year's podcast from 2022 and just sort of say, okay, when it comes to movement, here's eight ideas. When it comes to nutrition, here's a few and such. So we we're doing several each day starting today or January 2nd. And one of them was, I say, I'm very excited because it feels like regardless of your goals, so it's staying healthy, feeling good, losing weight, maintaining weight, whatever that is, is if that we if we can manage our chronic inflammation, if we can have, you know, metabolic function that's unimpeded and uninhibited and not messed with, and a pretty healthy microbiome, that we are really heading in the right direction. And so this, if you talk to me about aging, whether it was Dr. Chris Palmer who's a psychotherapist or uh, Dr. Shukkan, who's a GI specialist or Dr. Benjamin Bickman, uh, who wants, you know, is making sure we're trying to stay insulin sensitive. They're all saying the same things that if we can really get some of this accomplished, that um, we're in great shape. And I, so if you said, Hey, where would you start? I think I would start with the microbiome. I think it's complicated. I think it's super complicated. Now on the lifestyle side, managing chronic inflammation, it's about getting those foods out that irritate you. I think stress creates some serious inflammation in a way that's invisible and really dangerous for us. Um, not, and, you know, like not sleeping and things like that. So sort of to tackle that with eating good foods and incorporating things that help manage inflammation and getting to bed and maybe having a small practice of meditation or something that would, you know, help downregulate the system. That part would be easier to support you. But I think starting with the microbiome from what I keep hearing just feels really important. And the rest with aging is like, you got me. There's certain days I feel like I'm killing it and I'm like, I'm not freaking out that I'm middle-aged. And then there's just certain days where I can hear the voice a little bit more. And, I, and listen, I'm not going to lie for a woman. It's, you know, it's all those, those messages that we have to keep at bay about how we look and our skin and our weight. And, you know, my favorite thing, I don't know if you've I've ever said this on the podcast. I feel like I have where people say, Oh, wow, well, you still look pretty good. It's like, I don't know what that means. Like, are you measuring me against myself from 30 years ago? And thank you. Like, I don't know. And so I just try to block all that stuff out because that's not about me. So that's what I got on aging, mobility and some of those, those other things. This podcast is brought to you by Quince. I know all of us want luxury things and we love high quality, affordable pieces. And Quince really has this in spades. 
because I think for me, I'm interested in getting nicer pieces, just a few, not a ton, get those essentials and you can transition them easily from one occasion to the next and not get crazy with your spending. So for example, I ordered a pair of black linen pants. I've even gotten, they have a hundred percent Mongolian cashmere sweaters for like $50. So, you know, I think sometimes you do want to change it up, but you don't want to spend a ton of money all the time. And they've got beautiful items, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops. This goes, you know, like near and dear to my practical side and even timeless 14 karat jewelry. So the best part, all quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And you go, okay, well, how are they doing that? It's really simple. They're partnering directly with top factories. And so they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass that saving on to us. And Quince, it really is on top of not only styles and materials, but also who is making their products. They're factories that they work with. They know are safe, ethical, and responsible, practice responsible manufacturing and only use premium fabrics and finishes. I really love that. So if you want to explore all the incredible products on Quince and indulge in affordable luxury, all you have to do is go to quince.com slash Gabby for free shipping on your order and a 365-day return. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Gabby to get free shipping and a 365-day return at quince.com slash Gabby. This podcast is brought to you by Babbel. I don't know about you, but every time I travel, I kick myself that I haven't spent more time learning whatever language it is in the place that I'm visiting. It's like you want to connect with the people in a real way. Well, immersion, you know, that's the best way. But most of us can't move somewhere and, and you know, live there and learn the language, even though that's number one. But number two is with Babbel. And the reason that is, is first of all, they have it's really quick. They've got 10 minute lessons, and but they're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. But what I love about it is it's designed by real people for real conversations. It's like, listen, we all want to know, like talk about food and directions and things like that. And Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations and delivered with conversation-based teaching. So you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. And that's the other thing I love is just combining that because you think, okay, maybe using a trip that you have planned or getting together with family somewhere, using that as your motivation to get going. And you don't have to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that maybe don't really even help you you know, speak a new language. In fact, a study showed, there was one study, they did studies at Yale, Michigan State, that Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours, that's nothing, is equivalent to a full semester at college. They've got over 16 million subscribers sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. So here's the incredible offer. For a special limited-time deal for our listeners right now, you can get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash Gabby. So to get 50% off, at babbel.com slash Gabby. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Gabby. Some rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, water. 
this is the ones where I wish I can get this right. Um, we definitely need to drink a lot of it. Some filters I know that come back with very high ratings. There's one called a pristine filter. And by the way, all of this costs money. So um, I fully acknowledge that. I'm not saying like, oh, just get this. I understand. But if it, what I have heard is, uh, and I don't work with these particular companies, pristine filter, Berkey. And I, I know that tap water is not great and that we want to have trace minerals in our water. We definitely, you know, we use sort of like, it's almost like saltwater drops that we put in our water to help, help boost that. And, um, you know, and the calcium is important. From the pitcher type water, one of the pitchers that comes back, and I know there's several good brands on the market, is clearly filtered. So this is just having that pitcher and that has, that deals with fluoride, lead, BPA, glyphosate, and something like 270 harmful chemicals. So that one really um, comes back very strong. And then, you know, the tricky part is the house one, because when you're showering right now, you're absorbing it through your skin. So uh, we have something uh, on our house to, to deal with that. Um, and then we do have a very, 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 very fancy drinking water system uh, separate biophora. So that is, it's like one of the best you can get. So that's what we're doing. I don't buy uh, water in plastic bottles. I just don't. I mean, I'm trying not to buy the plastic anyway, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't do it. But yeah, I certainly catch myself not drinking enough water. There was a great kind of flexibility and, and I believe his background was in wrestling, Matt Fury. You got to check him out. This guy can like, not only he's a big guy and he can only stand on his head, but he can like almost like literally do like a face stand. That's how flexible and strong and powerful he is. But one of the things that he said that I thought was so important is if you're going to see him like to come do a workshop or what have you, I don't, I don't know if he's doing them anymore. It's like, don't even come see me unless you're hydrated because you are 30% more flexible, your tissue, if you're hydrated. So if that means anything to you. So I'm, I'm sort of sharing areas that are all things I'm trying to be better at myself in 2023. Um, I was asked, what am I proud of? You know, I... I don't know that I respond to things like I feel proud. I usually feel just really fortunate if that makes sense, because I, I think we all know that we can do what we can do, but if it's sort of going a certain way, it's oftentimes because we're also being blessed or we're fortunate or, you know, some people would call it luck. And so, I, and I'm well aware that hard work and all of these things create these opportunities. I believe me. So I would say that I, uh, this year I celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. That sort of felt interesting for me in that I have been with Laird um, for 27 years. And, and I want to say this, there are two very, very specific times that Laird and I could have easily um, not continued forward and gotten divorced. So I, I just want to say that once when I was uh, pregnant with my youngest daughter and uh, another time in 2000. So I say that just 
because it's almost like we got through those. And I think if you're in a long relationship, you you will hit some serious bumps. And hopefully it's not often, right? Like learn from your mistakes. Don't do the same mistakes over. Try to show up with this idea of what can I, how can I support this person? What can I give this person? And how do I make it easier? I'm always fascinated by couples that have this, that it feels like they're almost making it harder for each other because it's, it's hard enough. And um, so it's not that I'm proud of that. I just feel really fortunate to have that opportunity to have found a person that um, I really, I really like and that we could have a family. And, and then having said that, it's like, you just take it by day by day. I also maybe feel good about the fact that, of course, I annoy my kids, of course, but that I feel like there's a relationship there. It's not perfect. And no one's like, you know, especially my youngest isn't like running out to be like, you know, wanting to get my opinion, my advice or hang out with me. But there is a real relationship there. And that that feels really, that just feels like the real stuff to me. All the other stuff feels kind of fluffy, whether it's work or what have you. But um, yeah, so those are the things that I'm going to continue to to work for. Um, this is silly, but I'm going to say it. One of the things I'm going to do this coming soon, starting, uh, is I'm going to lose six pounds. Why am I going to lose six pounds? I'm 181, 82 right now. I've typically sat at about 175. So my feeling is this. I feel really good at 175. I did start taking creatine. Do you, do you see how I'm framing it now? Like I'm justifying. <laughs> but it is true. They did correlate. When I started taking creatine, I did gain some weight. However, you know when you just want to make sure that you still can move left or right? And for me, just saying, hey, I'm going to back it back down to 175 because um, I feel good there and I want to make sure I'm sort of keeping an eye on it. That's all. And so I'm not, you know, it's, I think it was Benjamin Bickman that said your metabolism doesn't change until you're 65. I, you know, I'm 6'3". It distributes, like you can't tell, but I can tell kind of thing. And I'm, and this goes along with the aging part, which is, listen, the more efficient and lean and healthy and, and sort of down to our essence with strength we can be as we age is better for us. So that's what I'm doing. How am I going to do that? Well, I think part of it too is my cardio got ramped down because my hip really sucked and hurt and it hurts. And so I will be um, actually getting, uh, I'm looking at getting some stem cell treatment, but I, I am kind of ramping up at least my pool training cardio because I can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm tightening the ship, even though it's pretty tight on my eating even more. And I'm making sure not to eat late, but I, I don't eat like a bunch of crap. And, uh, so in a way it's, it's probably going to be in the movement part and I'm going to check my stress because sometimes I think for me personally is I, um, I feel like it's my stress that can also create that inflammation I was talking about. So I'm, um, I'm just looking into all of that. Uh, some places that I heard that do a very, very good job on the stem cell is um, CPI, Cellular Performance Institute. We've had contact with them and spoken to them. 
And uh, there is a doctor in Utah, Dr. Harry Adelson, who's also kind of exploring different forms of it. Obviously, some of the rules are different in the U.S. than in a place like Mexico, where CPI is. But I'm hearing good things. So I am, I'm going for that uh, at some point and getting a little bit of a reboot. But I do think that that did slow me down. But I don't want to make excuses for myself because that doesn't change the way things are. And I, I think that's a tendency, right? Like, well, it makes sense. My hip is hurt and I can't go as hard. It's like, okay, but you're saying you want to make a change. So how are you going to do that? You can't sit there and say like, why make the change? And how are you going to do that? You know, it's called the workaround. I got to come up with a workaround. <laughs> so I'm coming up with a workaround to lose my six or seven pounds. Very specific, right? And I'm going to continue to take the creatine because there's just too much data suggesting why it's it's great. And, uh, you know, when I was coming up in the nineties at gold's gym, you, you thought that was just for like guys who wanted a big muscle water weight. And then you're realizing like, Oh yeah, no, there's other things that it's really great for. Coffee. How do I take my coffee? I take my coffee. I have three shots of a dark roast espresso with I use unsweetened and the mocha layered superfood creamer together. I use the unsweetened kind of to just make it feel more creamy. But I also put in my morning coffee, and this is only once, is I put a dollop of coconut, real coconut oil, ghee, and uh, Nutiva, don't work with them, red palm. There are no uh, orangutans involved in harvesting the meat from the red palm. Um, anyway, and why I do that is I get so much fat. So I get the energy from the caffeine and I get the fat from my brain. And then I will eat at lunch. Lunch is plants and animals. It can typically be my biggest meal of the day. And a lot of times I used to blow through lunch sometimes and just have an early dinner. But after talking to Dr. Lyon, Gabrielle Lyon and Dr. Stacy Sims, I'm trying to make sure I get enough protein, which is hard to do. The other thing I'm, I'm trying to figure out is could I figure out how to get the protein in my morning coffee? So we, Laird and I have actually been talking about this. Can we try to figure this out and do this with Laird Superfood that maybe we have a protein creamer to start off the day because it's sort of that first and last meal uh, what Dr. Lyon and Dr. Sims are saying is so beneficial. So that is actually something I'm going to be looking into in 2023. Might be too much for coffee and people will be like, give me a break. But um, I just want to explore it uh, nonetheless. And I, I didn't start drinking coffee till I was 45. I love caffeine. Give me a yerba mate. Let's go. But uh, once we started doing Laird Superfood in 2015, I really learned how to drink coffee in a way that I enjoyed. Now, if you just said, hey, do you want like, and the reason we do the dark is because it's less caffeine. As you know, medium has more caffeine. You know that, right? Because it is roasted more. So they've taken some of the caffeine out and in the dark, the medium, I'm like climbing the walls, my armpits start sweating. Um, and that's no joke. I think I'm not ready for that. Vitamins and supplements. Again, I try to keep this pretty simple. I take a multi, it's by Ritual. And if you listen to this podcast, I have said that a lot and that is true. And actually Ritual scores very, very high, which I like objectively. I do take a, 
an omega. And if you're a vegetarian, they have wonderful brands from algae and other things. So you don't have to take a fish oil um, if that's sort of not working for you. What I will tell you I know is clean athlete, K-L-E-A-N is good for athletes. That means probably no funny business. Nature Made is coming out with some of the best kind of value for supplements. I like Nordic for the omega-3s. Again, I don't work with any of these companies. For my vegans, this is a brand I, I think is very, does a great job, Garden of Life and uh, Prenatal Full Well comes out very, very high with great ingredients. Pure Encapsulation, I just like them as a brand in general. One that's comes out very good and a little more affordable is now N-O-W. And um, I do take some products from Dr. McCola, I think like some of his vitamin Ds. And finally, I do really like the brand Thorn. So those are the brands I like. Cause you listen, if you're going to spend the money and time, figure out what quality, where they're getting their stuff. Do they have fillers? And uh, are, you know, what's the absorption rate? I'm taking quercetin. I'm taking an omega, I'm taking a multi, I'm definitely taking a D, a zinc, a magnesium. I tend to take things kind of at the same. I try not to take them at the end of the day. I know this sounds strange, but um, if I take things too late in the day, I feel like they make me get up and go to the bathroom at night. And maybe it's because I took it with water. I don't know. But I have seen that consistently enough that I take mine early in the day. So maybe some in the morning, some in the evening. And just double check on your supplements, which things you should take, you know, together or, you know, things that you don't want to cancel out. I also started taking a little bit of Shilajit. Um, and that's also very good to take with fat. So I can have that with my morning coffee because I have all that coconut oil and the Laird Superfood creamers and all kinds of fats. So that is very helpful. I try to keep my supplementation pretty simple because otherwise I just, it gets too overwhelming and uh, I don't, uh, I won't do it on a regular basis. I don't think I'm so unique. I think the drop off, there's a statistic that it's, if it's like after three pills, I think the drop off is like 75%. So that's why I overall, I mean, obviously I can get it done, but it just seems that I, I get it done uh, better uh, this way. Um, something else that I have in my daily routine uh, is I use rebalance. And these are herbs that are really well formulated and they are for cortisol management. And Lord knows I need that. So morning, I do cortisol. I have, they have a morning one. Then I do one prior to dinner um, and I actually take the morning one after my coffee because it's minty. And then at night they have a little, they have a bedtime one. So it's not meant to be a sleep aid, but it does really help with your sleep. So that is my kind of an overview snapshot. If you said to me, hey, what do you think I should really take? Well, I think um, most of us can't get the good stuff out of our food. So some kind of multi that feels good for you. I also like to add amino acids to my nutrition. Um, and another brand that I, I really like, and it just came to me, I really like Dr. Josh Axe. So, you know, he's got like uh, collagens and bone broths and uh, things like proteins and things like that. Um, so I, I would check that out and see what he has. We actually have an excellent vegan protein at uh, Laird Superfood if you're in the market for that. 
because it has all um, the the entire profile for amino acids. So it doesn't give you that upset stomach, which a lot of vegan proteins can because they have an incomplete profile. 2023. I feel like we've all gone through this, this crazy situation with COVID from 2020 to now. And I know they keep coming at us with like a new thing that's coming and quite a few people are getting sick. So I'm not, I'm not taking away from that, but I feel like we all have our legs under us a little bit now, as far as, you know, okay, they might shut down. People are sick. Um, there's other things that seem to be, you know, new types of, um, viruses and what have you, but I still feel like these last two and a half years have helped us get our legs under it to deal with it. And so not that I think that life is going to go back to normal, but I, I feel that it's sort of like we're prepared to go left or right and be nimble and not be like deer in the headlights, which is how COVID really felt in the beginning. And so I, I, um, I'm hoping to be one of my favorite words, productive, right? I'm hoping to really dive into my businesses and um, with XPT and Lord Superfood and this podcast and some other things and sort of say, okay, it's time now we're all having to get back to work regardless and, um, and, and grow, not only maintain, but grow. And I said for two years that I thought that this was a time to maintain. I thought with, for our children and for work and for other things that it maybe was too difficult of a climate to try to expand and grow. And yes, I know the market is going to be tough. I know the economy um, is going to have its challenges, but it's still going in with that more aggressive and creative attitude of where's the growth, where can we find the growth and, and, um, and be willing to try even new things. So I, I haven't been feeling that for a couple of years. So coming into 23, I, I feel kind of reinvigorated that way. I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys have your own version of that. And just, uh, I always, you know, my priorities is, is, uh, is my, my well-being, my sanity, my physical health, which was overall only okay for me with injuries and just not feeling good, quite frankly, feeling stiff and feeling um, not really highly functional. So I'm going to, I'm going to be getting after that. Like I said, with, with doing a stem cell reboot and just being a little more soft. I think I have a, as we say, I have a lot of yang. (laughs) I need to, I need to have some more yin. So just slower movements, um, softer movements and, um, attitudes. I want to see how that works. And I have a podcast coming out in January and there was a line from this person that I interviewed, but I'm, I think it's worth repeating. Um, and I, I don't know if I said this before, but we were talking about this guest is the fourth head of the Harvard study. And it's all about like meaning and connect and purpose. And that now all of the people, it's a, it's the oldest study in, in America. They all, um, there's like maybe, I don't know, is there 32 people, 25? And there were sort of like upwards of, uh, I mean, there was quite a few hundred people that were originally in the study. And they said they could have told you some of these guys are in their 90s now that 
across the board. I mean, they had guys who had everything, they lost everything, they had presidents, they had, they had it all. Um, you know, people who were really poor and then became very wealthy and vice versa. And, and I said, you know, we have, we have the information, we have it all. So that's true of all of us, right? We know how we really should be eating. We know how we really should be moving, how we should be responding, how we should be treating each other ourselves. Just, we, I think we know, we really do know. So I, I asked them, I go, why is it that you guys do this big, long study, but that you guys say at 50 that you could have said who felt like they had a life filled with purpose and meaning. And it was all the people who felt connected and connected to someone or someone's. And, um, I said, you know, why do we have to keep relearning that lesson? And he goes, that is how we gain wisdom. And maybe that's it too. It's like, we go through the life lessons and then you get to a place where you're like, not only do I have to be putting it into practice because I'm of the age now, but the idea of not thinking you ever know anything, but that you have the wisdom to respond accordingly. So maybe I'd like to be a little wiser in 2023. And I sometimes feel like with that wisdom comes a toughness so I don't think it's just one way. I think you just get clearer and leaner and you don't have to be upset that somebody isn't seeing it your, your way or isn't thinking the way you think or, you know, doesn't even agree with you. You don't even have to get involved. Uh, maybe they don't even like you and that's okay too. I have plenty of that. Believe me. I have people that I've been very close to that don't like me anymore, but that clarity be like, and that's okay because we only have so much energy. So what do you want to do with it? I'm looking forward to 2023, but I don't believe hanging great expectation on anything without a real strategy is such a good idea. So I'm plotting my way out into it. I am putting different practices in place like I shared. And within that, I'm hoping to make the changes that I'm looking for because I could easily be a person who does the same thing over and over and because uh, it kind of works, but then still inside be like, yeah, but I need to be a little bit different. So I'm trying to make those, those differences. And as far as Laird's, his is the same. His New Year's resolution is the same all the time. It's to laugh more and have more fun. And that's part of the reason I think I married Laird because that is one of my biggest challenges. <laughs> is to have fun. I, uh, for me, having fun is like, you know, doing this or communicating in a genuine way with my friends or breaking bread with my family. Like I don't need a lot, but uh, I think there's something to be said for like little kids just having fun. So we can celebrate and incorporate some of Laird's New Year's resolution and uh, laugh more and have more fun. And I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast so far and uh, for spending time with me. And my hope with this is to encourage you to keep doing it your way, the best way that serves you, your all forms of your health, your emotional health, your physical health, your spiritual health, and that that gives you the strength to help others 
because I think that's really important. And I wish you a happy new year. And I send you wishes of love and lots of power to you and yours. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. Head to the link in the show notes and click gabbyreese.com to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, products, and more. Stay tuned for a bonus episode coming this Thursday where I go deeper on one of the topics that really resonated with me. If you have any questions for my guests or even myself, please send them to at Gabby Reese on Instagram. If you feel inspired, please hit the follow button, leave a rating and a comment. It not only helps me, it really helps the show grow and reach new listeners. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.